Welcome to Your Dream Gym, Series 3, Episode 2, with Dave Allstead from Explore, who just happened to be our main sponsor for Series 3. My name's Guy Griffiths, and I chat to our guests and help them to build their dream gym, whilst also talking about their fitness background, the kind of exercises that they love, and whom they like to work out with. Your Dream Gym is part of The Collective, a network of fitness industry professionals whose purpose is to share, collaborate, and grow. So we don't want you to keep this podcast a secret. We want you to share it with your friends, talk to your colleagues about it, and get involved by liking, subscribing, and join the conversation online with the hashtag YourDreamGym. I'll pop back after this week's guest with some collective news and details of who's coming up next week. We've got a few more words about our sponsor, Explore, in a moment, and then we'll get straight into hearing about the dream gym of Dave Allstead from Explore. This episode is supported by Explore Gym. Is your gym ready for the future, whatever it may hold? Get ready with Explore Gym. Flexible, intuitive, all-in-one management software that gives you everything you need to run your business up-to-date and completely digital. Explore Gym lets you create dream gym experiences with joining, booking, payments, access control, messaging, and more, all in one place. Simplify gym management and do more of what matters for your business. Book your Explore Gym demo at exploretechnologies.com. I'm joined today by a former professional rugby league player who subsequently worked both sides of the fitness industry, first with David Lloyd Leisure and then Matrix Fitness and also Les Mills. Uh, He then went on to be the head of member experience at UK Active before joining Explore as the head of strategic account management. His skills and expertise and recommendations talk of fitness, exercise, group exercise, but also strategy, business, vision, and insights. So I'm really interested to hear about your dream, Jim, Dave Allstead. Thanks, Guy. And I think it's been mentioned on, a, on one of your podcasts before, but a great use of, of LinkedIn there for the uh, for the intro. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no, I, I went as far as doing a quick word cloud on on all your recommendations, and those those were the words that came up. Um, not not so much on professional rugby league anymore, um, <laughs> but then that that was a few years ago now, right? Well, there's a reason why that was short lived. I think maybe because it uh, maybe because the recommendations don't make the word cloud, but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> seems like a different lifetime ago with that guy. Yeah, I was I was trying to find achievements at Warrington Wolves in in the was it the early 2000s? Yeah, late 1999 to 2003, I played professionally. So um, Yeah, I think yeah. you were building it. So there was there was a trophy in 1974 and then a bit of a gap until 2009, right? <laughs> For Warrington Wolves, yeah it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the golden era when I was involved, let's let's put it that way. But um, but I, uh, I enjoyed my time there massively. And, and, and even though there may not be any, um, any plaques on the walls of, uh, of the stadium, from my tenure when I was there, there's definitely some good memories and some uh, some personal achievements that I'm that I'm quite proud of. Nice, 
Well, I know I'd, I'd I'd like to think that you were you were part of, of building up to the success in because 2009, 10, 12 had a, had a good a good run ten years after you were there. So yeah, they did building and, uh, the foundations, right? Exactly, and and I'm of the era now where many of my rugby colleagues are either uh, coaching or commentating. So I think what what they what they may have learned whilst I was on the pitch with me, they're applying right now, and that's where the uh, that's where the the, the, the the trophies are coming from or maybe not <laughs> maybe not <laughs> cool well yeah i mean thinking back to that maybe um but also getting into the themes of the podcast we always start off with um you know what 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 what's exercise for you you know what are the, what are your reasons for being active uh yeah i think so you obviously just just mentioned my, my background and and the late 90s early 2000s was my professional rugby career but I, uh, I started at the age of 10 um, mm -hmm. playing rugby league and, and it was kind of a staple within my weekly routine, multiple training sessions in the in the week and then obviously the, the weekend games. And then after after the Warrington Wolves era, I carried on playing for many years at Lee Centurion. So, uh, so health and fitness generally and, and being active has been been part of what all I've ever known really. So it's... Um, uh, for me, it's a, it, it's been as as I look forward now and I, and I look into why I, why I maintain it. It's it's around continual progression and that, that progression absolutely. Or the scope of the progression has changed for me because it was it was once about getting into the first team and being the best you can be at a certain sport and and mm -hmm. so on. But now it's just um, it's just being able to to continue to move, being able to see progressions, be better than you was last week and not as good as you will be next week, etc. So yeah, I think. Um, and again, I think uh, you asked me before if there's anything I don't necessarily want to talk about, and there isn't today. But what I have personally experienced is the period from stopping playing professional rugby league or professional sport, where it's your job to be active five, seven more times a week, to going to kind of a, a relative sedentary lifestyle, I get training three, four times a week. And I think for me, I mentally struggle with that quite a lot. It affects me quite quite a bit. Mm. So I've, I've seen the dip in that and then I've, I've also seen the positive impacts that that has on me when I'm when I'm out of that so I'm also doing it not just for the physical but more for the mental mental side really and it's something that really uh, keeps me keeps me um keeps me sane keeps me level yeah absolutely it is it is a I, I don't people are talking about it more now um but that transition from pro professional sport when as you say you are you, your life is training um, coming out of it can be yeah it can be very hard right oh massively i mean there's an organization now called rugby league cares i don't know if you're, you're familiar with that and it's something that wasn't even in anyone's mind's eye back when i was playing but i think it's a really good thing because it is around kind of caring for the the mental well-being of the players when they come in coming out of of that professional sport mm -hmm. uh, a group of again my old colleagues of um uh, our league friends, let's say, have, have just cycled from Niagara Falls to New York City for for uh, league care. So it's no, it's, it's great. And it's really good that it's getting the the focus that it uh, that it needs and deserves. I think, but mm. but yeah, is that, is, is that exercise? There's lot lots of seems to be lots of rugby players. I'm I'm personally more into union, but you know you hear about Martin Johnson, yes, cycling up an Alp or doing an attack, and you think really, but yeah, but there's a lot of it going on, right? Yeah, and I think I think look, exercise uh, or, or completing something that might seem unachievable is is an opportunity to help 
create awareness, right? And I think that mm. that's what it's about. Yes, they're raising money for the so the charity can t- continue to um, to operate. But I think yeah, it's around creating awareness. And I think, like you said, it's been spoken about a lot more now, so it's become less taboo to kind of suggest, especially as a let's face it, as a middle aged white man, that you struggle with the the, the challenges of mental health. But it's um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a lot more kind of spoken about now. So, yeah, going back to a personal perspective, I know how much of a positive impact it has for me. So, I continue to try to exercise um, five plus times a week at least, um, just mm-hmm. to, to, for that. Really, that's that's something that I and I enjoy it, and I think that's the point as well. It's not just about your training to to support your mental health. Enjoying what you're doing supports your mental health, right? So that's that's kind of yes. another another thing that, uh, that I do it for which which you know going back to training for you know getting ready for Saturday um you know when you're actually playing or trying to make the first team that's probably probably less enjoyable I mean you're training for a goal and there, there has to be a certain amount of pleasure in it but but finding more reasons to exercise now um, and making sure it is fun because other, other people I've chatted to professional sports people it's like yeah training isn't necessarily fun that's not not the goal is it yeah, I mean, look, so there's a couple of elements to that, and then you've just kind of took on the competitive streak that naturally you would assume is is there with me, and given the, the background, and and it absolutely is. I think, but the focus of what I'm competing against has absolutely changed. So going back to what I said before, it's around being better than I was yesterday, mm-hmm. and that's the competitive nature of me, really. So it's um and. and enjoying what you did so i enjoy doing that i enjoy that focus and i enjoy even if it's a little step forward i enjoy kind of um achieving that but equally um just like when you played on a saturday or a sunday and you didn't win the match you uh, you feel you feel the negativity if you're not getting better and then it, yeah similarly so i think one of the things i've i've found is if i don't see progression if i don't see them little steps forward that's the bit that affects the enjoy, enjoyment and if i'm not enjoying it then that affects the consistency because you'll decide not to go. So what I, t- what I tend to do now is swing to the, the types of exercise that I enjoy. Um, I ne- I've never been a swimmer. You, you know me, Guy, you've seen me many times. You, you know I'm not built for swimming, but it's something that when I first started doing it, I, I noticed some progression and, and I enjoyed it, right? And then the minute that I, I stopped seeing that progression in that space, I thought, right, well, I need to find something else that's going to give me that little bit of motivation and progression. So, yeah, what I've tend to find over the last probably two to three years is that I am less um, uh, focused on a modality of training, which I was absolutely when I was playing rugby. It was just about the types of things that get you quicker on a pitch. Hmm. Now I tend to try kind of uh, quite a lot of different types of activity, really. Yeah, yeah, variety being the spice of life, but also a good a good motivator to try different things out. Not not just through your time at UK Active, probably you know you were expected to almost, but but also keeping it varied and keeping it fun. Yeah, do you know? What? I mean, again, you've mentioned the, the operational side and then the step across to what's termed as the dark side, the supply side of the industry. Um, it's not as prevalent as you might think. You know that that whole being active in the in that side of the industry, which really shocked me from coming. So. When I stopped playing at Warrington and I went to play at Lee Centurions, that's when I started my career at David Lloyd Leisure. So I was work, playing part-time, so it's semi-professional rugby, as well as being a personal trainer back then. So then I went into gym management, et cetera, et cetera. And on that side of it, it absolutely is. You're surrounded by people 
mm. not thousands of people who were exercising every day. So it was something that I was quite shocked about coming onto this side of the industry that it's not as uh, as prevalent. So to your point, it wasn't necessarily expected uh, when I was working at Matrix or UK Active as such. But I think we, because of the benefits that we know that it that it brings, we we tend to try and all support each other to be able to to do that. And again, if, if we was to look at things that are akin to kind of my my background it is that camaraderie that definitely um definitely helps space yeah. and others yeah and the team the, yeah the team spirit going out you know you you're right there are i, I we won't mention any of them but i can think of a, a, quite a few suppliers who you know aren't active but the successful people within those organizations or the organizations with successful teams um again just looking on linkedin seeing them doing a challenge or or even just you know, going and doing a, a workout together, um, in, in my mind, are the successful companies. Yeah, 100%. And that spans industries, right? So there's, it's, yeah. it's, you look at, I mean, I listen to, um, to many, many podcasts and things like the, the Stephen Butler one or the high performance podcast with Damien yeah. Hughes and, and so on. The, the, they look at the similar traits and a lot, there's a lot to be said for kind of, um, uh, the sporting sector, let's say, and and, the, and what that breeds is in terms of a high performance and, and how that translates into kind of the business environment. So it's something that, whether I've been part of a team or running a team, uh, is something that, yeah, it doesn't have to be found in a treadmill or whatever it might be, but I think that element of of, of challenge um, is is really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah, as you say, doesn't doesn't have to be pounding a treadmill. It can be can be hacking around a golf course, and we've we've you know, we've done that together. <laughs> well, yeah, hacking being the operative word, definitely. But, um, but that, I mean, again, without um, mentioning brands and stuff, something I found that really, really worked for me. And that level, though, when you're looking at trying to get something across different teams, I, I'm a, I'm chasing the Hall of Fame status on my zone. So it's, yep. um, it's something that I've really found. And that, going back to UK Active, that's something that we did. So I'm still part of the monthly challenges in that in that team that we uh, we we look to try and kind of uh, get ahead on the maps as such. And, and again, that's something that I've, I've found really works for me. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And I, I mean, another great case in, in point for that, you know, without, you know, they're, they're not a sponsor. They don't need to be because everyone mentions my zone anyway. But Active Nation had, had some great stats around, you know, how their most successful salespeople or, or business leaders, you know, not just Stuart, but the, the, the management team around and the most successful ones were the ones that, that were working out every day and, and hitting the maps. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and yeah, like I said, I mean, it, it, the maps is just the measure, right? But that are one of the measures that they're chasing. Whereas the, I think it's everything that builds the culture that makes people want to achieve that. That's um, that makes them successful. So, so yeah, but, but again, whether it's, whether it's fitness, whether it's business, whatever it might be, I think it's marginal gains and, and looking at all that type of um, that, that, that progress that, uh, drives me not only professionally but obviously my health and fitness journey as well mm. so tell us before we get into your dream gym tell us a little bit about the the kind of workouts that you enjoy or you know what what is your you know three three or four days a week um at the moment or what has it been over the last few years yeah so well it, it, as i mentioned it's, it's swung quite a lot like um i've gone from doing um Tri like triathlon style kind of training where um looking at trying to get that 
that cardio mix in. Um, as I said, swimming's not a strong point. I used to teach spin, so I'm, I'm proficient on a, on a on a static cycle at least, not necessarily on a road bike. But um, so doing that type of activity um, to replicating and emulating what I used to do when I was um, playing rugby, which is more of the explosives type of um, mm-hmm. uh, SAQ style training. Um, uh, more recently, I have gone back to strength. Um, I kind of fell out of love with strength training for a, for a long time, um, but that's definitely what I'm doing a lot more now. So like you uh, the standard um split routine style training because i'm getting in at least five times a week now so it allows me to to be able to um to do that i had a stint at um uh crossfit style or mainly high rocks type workouts Mm -hmm. i was i was doing um but what i found very very quickly on that is that um rugby league definitely took a lot away from me which is um flexibility and uh, the ability to be able to recover so the bit that i don't do that i need to do is definitely that 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 flexibility type um, and i suppose range of movement style training but um but yeah so so unfortunately them type of crossfit stroke high rocks workouts uh don't tick the uh progress progressions for me at, the, at this moment in time but it's something that i that i when I find a workout that I like, I'll, I'll, I'll try it again. But yeah, I think I need to, uh, to fix the body a little bit first before I go back to that type of training. Fair enough. Yeah. Something about flexibility and recovery then maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, again, I've not, and this, this is, this is a real bad reflection on me as an individual, but going back to that enjoyment piece, right? Like I've, I've tried yoga style training. I've tried other um, things, but it's not really, motivated i've not found the one that's really made me want to do it again and again uh, yeah. as i said before for for progression for for anything really it's that consistency in our in health and fitness that really drives the results whatever that result might be that you're chasing and i've not found anything that's motivated me to be consistent in that so mm. anybody's listening and uh, and has some suggestions and ideas i'd love uh, i'd love to hear them um, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting point, actually. That's because, as you say, there. Other than I'm getting closer to my touching my toes. Um, oh, now I can touch them. That yeah, there, there is a, a not a gap, but something needed, I guess, for progression um, in yeah. in yoga or in flexibility or Pilates or whatever else. Um, it's much harder to measure, right? Yeah, well, I think in my case, that's something that's needed is a hip replacement. So <laughs> I think, okay. uh, but once once I've uh, once I've managed that, then then maybe. But yeah, I think. Um, but but there's things I, can, I should be and could be doing around that that I need to I need to do. But yeah, it's something that um, that's that's the gap in what I'm doing right now. Okay. Well, listen. Part part of part of the reason for this podcast, other than I enjoy doing it, is is to help to connect people. So if, if you're listening and you've got some kind of flexibility progression system, or if you can think of one, then get get in touch with Dave, please. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or even a just do it message. Like that. I think that, that might be it. But no, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, but I suppose going back to the point, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And what I'm doing is bringing, is making me go to the gym four or five, maybe more times a week. And that's something mm. that, that I'm enjoying. Another thing that I've, um, that I'm doing quite a lot. I mean, it, and again, this was mentioned by one of your previous guests and a, and a good friend of mine um, is around how 
you have come through the industry where I've been the personal trainer, designing programs, taking people through the progressional periodized training, et cetera, et cetera. And I've tried to do that myself and I've tried, and I can do that myself if I want to, but because I've written it, it's easier to not do it. Right. So yeah. I've definitely fell in, fallen into that camp of just give me a workout to do and I'll do it. So to let other people do it for me. And on, and on that measure, like the whole on demand style workouts, you mentioned I used to work at Les Mills, the mm-hmm. Les Mills on demand stuff really, really drove me. Um, I've done Peloton for quite a while, um, which I, I enjoyed. And um, as I said, I, I don't necessarily enjoy like pounding on a treadmill anymore um however what i'm finding now is like the apple fitness style stuff the little 30 45 minute workout mm-hmm. so helping me achieve the mets that i need each on a monthly basis so um so yeah i think having that prescriptive style training for me personally is um is definitely definitely working for me yeah and i think they were, i don't know which steve that was but probably steve orton or steve scales talk, talk i think they were both probably talking about just yeah give me a program i'll do it and there's an advantage yeah. In that kind of CrossFit, oh, I've turned up. I'm doing this today. Yeah, but but obviously you say the, flex, the flexibility side. But I think it's a really really strong point. And whether people are in the industry or, or outside the industry, having someone you know turning up somewhere and being effectively told or given what you're doing today mm-hmm. um, is there's it, it kind of takes your mind. There's no real thought thought process for yourself. Go, you just get there and you, as you said earlier, you just do it exactly yeah and that, that i guess that, that's what's working working for me massively and it's um i through the, i'll go off piece but i'll try and bring it back um, <laughs> through the pandemic we um obviously gyms were shut right and 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 uh was working at uk active at the time and we was hugely busy trying to support the industry trying to get them back open but what it meant really for us as individuals is you're left working out in the in the, the the, what is an office this was meant to be a gym by the way where i'm sat right now but it's uh it's turned into an office and nice, nice cushions yeah exactly yeah. um but so so i was working out in here and and it, that didn't do it for me so another thing for me is is getting to a space that is my dedicated space to train for me it's the gym third space whatever you want to want to call it the the, mm-hmm. the homework and, and gym and you get there and it's that mentality that you can switch off and just focus on on what's in front of you so having to think about what type of exercise do i want to do how do i want to formulate this workout what do i want to do? going into that space and just knowing that it's done for you um whether it be on a digital platform or a flat pdf that you, you're looking at or whatever it might be i think it, that's the bit that really really brings me so it's the it's the, it's the place and the, the fact that you can switch off and for me personally and this is where i think this is why you'll probably get and you are getting different opinions across a range mm-hmm. of different podcasts everyone gets something different from it right and everyone does it for different reasons and enjoys different things and for me that's that's working right now and and it's it's um it's the variety that's making me um continue to to stay active um, yeah. and the result is the benefits that i mentioned right at the top yeah yeah so here's, here's your 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 magic wand and your unlimited budget if you like um what uh t- tell us about your dream gym and dave what's what does it what does it look like yeah it's um it's, a, it's an interesting one i think if if we if we take everything i've said already mm-hmm. it needs to encompass everything right so it needs to be able to cater for a lot of people so and and for and for the mood that you're in on that day so if you 
if you take it outside of our industry, right? Sometimes yeah. I'm going to I'm going to take it out of health and fitness completely, right? Mm, sometimes, right. sometimes you want to go some maybe maybe a few years ago you I might want to go to a nightclub versus other days you might want to go to a bar. Other days you might just want to go to a, a cafe or do you see what I mean? So you're going mm. for a similar thing, but they look and feel very very differently. Um, the difference with that in our industry, I suppose, is you've not got the cafe that's next to the bar that's next. To, do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of your, the, the location of the gym is probably the most important thing for people to choose to join that. So we don't have in our industry, unless you live in a in a densely populated city where you can essentially get that different experience from a different place on multiple different different times. Where I live on the outskirts of Manchester, you've not got that, and and you go to the gym because predominantly because it fits your needs and and of where it is. So. Let's assume that we're that I'm still living on the outside of Manchester. What I would need that is I'd need the 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 facility to be able to provide me with all them little bits and them different types of training. So yeah. I want um I think the, the box within a box is the term that's been used quite quite a lot. So for mm-hmm. me, a place that's got multiple boxes within that box, and one will be around functional style training, one will be around strength, and it will fit that look and that feel of of that's what you're here to train for um you mentioned recovery there's the, the gym i go to right now although there is the standard mats and and so on that you could go do there isn't a dedicated space that is just solely focused around that and the holistic experience in whilst you're on that mat needs to support that type of of training because you can still hear the the music that's in the background and it's not akin to that type of training so if i was to answer that question and and Design me on gym, which, by the way, is um, well. I assume it's everybody's dream. It's definitely mine to do one day. But it would have that that variety of um, of different spaces within the space where you know that you can accommodate the different needs of different different people in one. So, yeah, multiple boxes within within that box that has mm-hmm. um, high performance, has cardio, has kind of your your um, strength and conditioning, and then probably re- recovery. I think is the bit that's missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that, and the, the, the recovery is, that's, is maybe that, you know, chill out after a workout, but also it could be stretching flexibility to address those kind of needs. Uh, yeah. And something that, I mean, um, again, like many listeners to the, the podcast will have done as well, like the whole boutique experience where you go and it's, it's um, the rooms are, the space is specifically de- designed around that singular modality of training, mm. whether it is a, whether it is kind of a, uh, Barry's style workout or even a, a one rebel ride style facility. I think again, something that somebody's mentioned, I've never had the, I've never been fortunate enough to visit, but I've seen many pictures and seen loads of video tours of a, the Midtown Athletic Club that's been mentioned on a couple of podcasts before yeah. is, it, they look to have nailed that piece. Um, um, so yeah, again, you go to the, again, I've only virtually managed to do it, but you look at the, the, the uh, holistic style space in there, you've got the whole look and the feel, the tree in the middle of the room, all that type of stuff. Yeah. That would be really, if, if it was unlimited budget, as you said, which is, yeah. the, uh, I'd absolutely love to, to recreate something like that. Um, on the outskirts of Manchester. Yeah. So there's that. So there is. There's that kind of central hub. Um, I guess with some kind of cafe. What are you having? Shakes or um, protein smoothies, or just a coffee, or or or, yeah. or, or, or 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 does it go full? You know, bar, nightclub, 
later on. Yeah, I, I look, and I think there's um, if we're looking about holistic health and well-being, so park the, the alcohol element of it but um but yeah i think that that space that you can kind of decompress chill out have that conversation mm -hmm. with your friends or family whatever it might be uh look i'm a dad of three girls so like having the ability to be able to spend time as a as a as a forgive the pun as a collective <laughs> as a group of a family that we can uh i can go and do my bits they can potentially do theirs and then and then come together so uh clearly frame of reference there for me is when my time at david lloyd that's how they build that that business right and time, mm -hmm. time apart used to be the um used to be the mantra when i was there and that, that was absolutely something that, that that was sold on so look whether it have um uh kids facilities or, or or not i just think the ability where everyone's welcome to be able to have that coffee that coffee that chat that drink and just just chill out but yeah definitely needs to have a good coffee Yes, I absolutely agree. So the, there's the there's the central hub. We've got some zones around there, whether it's midtown athletic style. But the, those are you from a um, not wanting to dive too much into the exploring systems and stuff like that. But are you from a motivation and a, and a kind of commitment point of view? Are you booking in for a specific kind of workout? Are you saying tonight I'm going clubbing or tonight I'm going for a beer or tonight? You know, are you, are you planning that and yeah. Um, well 100%. So, so that look again, if you look at outside of our industry, that's a standard, that's a norm, isn't it? Right. So, if, yeah. you're going, if, you, if you're going anywhere to do any type of activity, you have to book, right? And that's that's mm. kind of something similar because there's an element of there's an element of um, uh, your own self commitment to that, then, right? Yeah. So, uh, that that so absolutely you have to have the, that facility to be able to do that. Um, it also helps and without getting my operational head on because this is my dream gym but it it also helps that operation of that facility to ensure that then the experience for the individual is is the top level right because that's that's what you're yes. going to be because for me as well the other the other piece that we've not mentioned because we spoke about being in the gym <clears throat> spoke around other other kind of like a, a barriers for instance or any other mm -hmm. type of facility the experience starts from that point of booking that the experience starts from that digital view it's, it never a facility now isn't one where you well i don't know i mean maybe the guys who are still operating clubs right now will tell me what they've how many walk-ins they get versus online sign-ups and i would suggest since my time at david lloyd it's massively swung to uh to online sign-ups so the the first experience now is often a digital one so i think the the reach of the of so the dream gym would have a, a, a an amazing kind of digital kind of journey for that customer both leading to the facility their mm -hmm. ability to book the activities within that facility but then also um the the kind of communication style around it because one of the other things we've mentioned it before but the 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 feeling of being a part of something is is i think central to our industry i mean obviously we've spoke around the penetration of the uk population and there's a lot mm -hmm. more to do but i think the ones that are actually involved in our industry absolutely feel a part of that it's their gym right you call it you, you call it my gym don't you, you don't call it yeah. just you know I mean so it's not it, the gym i go to it is exactly. my, yeah, it's my, my club yeah so 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 i think the yeah so the any so my kind of dream gym would be able to extend and communicate to my members or that my dream gym would communicate to me in mm -hmm. in, um, in the same way and give you the same kind of uh, feelings that you get when you're involved in that in that club as well 
yeah i'm thinking as well about the uh, it, it happened a lot during the pandemic and without wanting to go down another rabbit hole and and you know bang on about retention but 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 from from your point of view you know you're booking your what you're saying oh, i'm coming today to do this kind of workout if there's any instructor waiting for you or contact or messaging you back going well it's your 10th it's your 10th one of these dave i'm i've rewritten your program here it is or it's you know did you know you've now done x of these therefore you get a free coffee or um but but ultimately it comes back to that programming i think which is one of the things you say is you know you turn up oh right okay i've done that 10 times it's going to be different now so which comes back to progression yeah yeah exactly and i think look and that's this is where they say don't the data's the, the new oil or new gold whatever it might be and i think yeah. the ability to be able to mine that from from the members is not only this is the other thing it's not only the it's not only really useful for the operator but it's 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 the expectation of the consumer right so so i think that's the um that's the key the key point and i think again i've said to you at the top of this thing this uh, the podcast that my zone works for me because it recognizes every time i'd go to the gym it recognizes yeah. as long as I, as long as i am where the where the uh the switch <laughs> that's the other thing it's not a workout if you've not got your yeah no belt. that's right it doesn't count no but but um the point that it recognizes every time that I go and it rewards me for that um, is really good. And I think, again, it, that type, the physical element doesn't necessarily um, work for everybody. And as I said, it's got to have variety. So how can you replicate that with your members outside of outside of the um, the actual physical element? Because a lot of the people just getting, again, another another saying in the industry isn't it that the door's the heaviest thing in the gym to lift isn't it for a lot of people sometimes just getting through that front door is a is success for, for a lot of people and i think uh yeah so to your point the ability to be able to recognize that the, the ability to, be able to bespoke that journey for that individual that's relative to their needs because that's the other point as well we come for different reasons so to be able to really be get into the minute details of of what that member wants from you is uh is is, is really key and yeah so yeah again without without talking explore too much the um the ability to be able to service the members how that how and, and help them get what they need from you is is massively important and yeah. one of the reasons why I, um and i work with explore because they're the, that's the type of direction we're going in which is great yeah well that's yeah that, that, that's that's what i thought that's the that's the that's the reason you you made the move so um, yeah. i'm sure and just quickly on your on your family uh is there anything else you know in terms of your your missus or, or your three girls anything that you need in your dream gym for them yeah well i think the box within a box um is the mm. the one for that so my other half she um through the pandemic actually found pilates reformer pilates actually but obviously without the without the reformer um I mean, again, give it a few months and I, I guarantee there'll be a reform board behind me because uh, she absolutely loves it. But I think that that's the point. That's the other point as well, right? Because we both found a way of exercising or that we enjoy, that, mm. but they're both different. But we but she'll, she'll train four or five times a week and, and I'll, I'll do similar, but we're doing different things. So the ability to be able to do that in um, uh, in one space would be really, really key. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, and that's just a great example, Guy, of how people get the same feeling, the same results as such um, 
by doing different types of types of exercise. So, yeah. yeah so in that in that there'll be a, obviously there'll be a holistic students got recovery style, which is again not just the, the mat side of stuff. But I've, I went into a gym uh, in Manchester actually recently that has got a recovery room that's got like your your massage guns and the the, the vibrating foam rollers and things like that. That's really around that particular. Um, particular type of recovery um so that's mm. what might include as well but yeah but also kind of like the the pilates reformer style stuff and yeah it's just it'd be my so so i'm getting to the crux of it but my gym will probably have around a dozen boxes by, by the sound of it wouldn't it this uh yeah yeah it sounds great <laughs> sounds expensive so well yeah that's 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 one of the beauties of the podcast we're not we're not worried about budgets here um it's just it's, yeah, it's what 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 would you have what would you have if anything's possible yeah, um, yeah. And I think I think that thing is on that though. By the way, because going back to that community piece, you could have a huge twenty thousand, thirty thousand square foot facility, whatever it might be. But but I think having little little communities within that is um, is is this would be the successful driver for me. Mm, yeah, the club within a club, but the ability to bring your partner, friend, whatever else for to yeah you know, maybe yeah maybe to have a taster and a try of what you do, but also say look at all the all the other menus we've got here it's the food hall idea, exactly. right of yeah, yeah i know you want you just want a burger but you want something vegan and you want some sushi but also yeah that's do you know that's a, again another good analogy of where you look at other industries and what they're doing and how they're doing it so like the food hall style of stuff you may always want to go to nando's or whatever but if you're in that food hall there just might be one time you might try something else right and that's <laughs> that's the same thing so even though we can do different things in the same space just one time, I might, I might, I might try that yoga session that I keep saying I don't want to do because it's there, right? And that's the, uh, that's, that's yeah. the, uh, that's the other or, thing. Yeah, or, or Nando's have run out of chicken. It wasn't Nando's; it was, it was KFC that ran out of chicken, wasn't it? But you know, they've run out of, they've, they've run out of Pilates today. Um, <laughs> all the Pilates class is full. I'm going to have to go and you know pick up some kettlebells. Well, that, yeah, that'll, that'll be an interesting change. Yeah, and that was clearly a slow news day when, uh, when that made the headlines, wasn't it? <laughs> it <certainly> was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they'd, they'd, they'd sold out. They had, and they had sold out of kettlebells, ironically. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so, is there a name for your dream gym, Dave? Have you got a, have you got a, a, a name or a brand? Something about box, something about boxes, but not boxing. We haven't got into boxing on on this episode. And yeah, maybe. Know. I mean that's something I've been racking my brains about. And and for those people who know me, it would include some some type of pun or play on words but uh but i've not yet landed on what that might be so as well as recommending a good uh, holistic stretching yoga style program maybe uh maybe some uh, some marketing ideas on what what the name would be would be um would be would be appreciated okay well we can we can we can think about that and um we can we can pop it in the show notes if we if we come up with a good pun before this episode comes out exactly um, Excellent. Uh, a few, a, a few, or a couple of quick fire questions. Then, before we wrap up, um, what was your what was your last workout or or your last activity, Dave? This morning. Um, so I train. Uh, I, like I said, I, I tend. We haven't covered it, but I tend to find that like between five thirty six thirty a.m. is when I before the day kicks off, I get it done. I can't train yep. in the afternoon because it's. Um, the day is kind of you, you mentally you, you, you're into the, the working day so yeah this morning it was and i did um a uh, apple fitness um treadmill workout 30 minutes and then a 45 minute strength workout this morning cool nice and and the, and the next workout 
uh, will be tomorrow, um, tomorrow okay. morning. Yeah, um, and it'll probably just be. Uh, I'll try and. Uh, I think this conversation has motivated me to at least try some type of flexibility. I think I okay. need to make sure that's that's in there. So, yeah, it'll, it'll have a, a little bit of my normal routine, but then uh, I'll make sure I do some flexibility towards the end. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll look forward to hearing about that. Um, essential gear. You've already mentioned the MyZone um, switch. But uh, yeah. what what if I guess that's probably one of the three things in your gym bag. Yeah, in there. No, it is. Um, and and I'm I'm that te- I'm a bit of a techie geek, so I have the switch on one wrist and the Apple Watch on the other, other wrist. So yeah. um, they're they're two kind of essential um, essential things for me. Um, and that's it, really. Oh, my headphones. I have to have oh, my yeah. headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, and I'm I'm never listening to music in my gym either. By the way, I'm always listening to a podcast, which is really boring. But I always listen to podcasts. Um, I'm, I'm uh, exactly the same. So I'm I'm bo- either I'm boring too, or uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's it's that it's a focus time and it's time to get some education, right? Uh, yeah, and look, some of some of some of the I won't go into it, but some of the podcasts I listen to are absolutely not education, just entertainment. But it's um, I have a little bit of a mix. But yeah, so my um, I've invested in some noise cancelling Bluetooth headphones, which are uh, the the the, the absolutely a, a, like no brainer for whether it's the gym or a train or just yeah. in a in a Starbucks somewhere. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, I'm just, yeah, sound Anka Soundcore. Of my go-to ones, um, Bose. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I had some Bose yeah. a, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, the the, the new Bose ones they're they're nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, cool. Uh, last one there, and any any you talked about triathlons and things like that. Any other challenges coming up, or any events that um, you're you're working towards? Do you know what? No, and um, this is I um, really self gratifying this podcast, isn't it? Because I'm asking for help this time. So I recently, <laughs> early, uh, so I think I put a post on LinkedIn recently, like earlier this year, I turned 40 and for, for my 40th, I, uh, rather than going to the pub, whatever, I decided to challenge myself in a way that I've, that would challenge me as an individual and something that I can physically do as well, as I said. So now with the hips and so on, doing mm-hmm. your triathlons or doing or any kind of marathon is, is unfortunately not achievable. So I climbed Snowden. And, and wild camped in uh, in Snowden um, from forty, oh, just went off on my own to do it for a bit of headspace and whatever, yeah. um, which I which I enjoyed. Although it was at the time when we got hit by all them storms, so it's like the sixteenth of February, and we was in the middle of three kind of massive storms. So it was it was uh, it was quite <laughs> quite tough, but a personal challenge that I really um, really enjoyed accomplishing because it was something that I uh, I hadn't done before. So yeah, if there's anything that is. Uh, I'm looking for something similar, right? So it's not I've not set anything just yet, but um I yeah, I'm looking for for the next thing that's on that on that um on that bit of progression. So like I say, I've not I've not didn't do anything like that before. I wouldn't mm-hmm. rush to do it again because I didn't really enjoy it, but but um but I enjoyed the feeling of completing it. So it's uh, something something similar. I think the ones that um I said the guys that really cares have just been that long bike ride, something like that would be um yeah cool okay so reaching out reaching out for uh progression in flexibility and new challenges i think you're probably going to probably going to get a few suggestions for the latter one rather than the that's that'll be where the suggestions come probably probably but yeah no it was um yeah it was i did i did enjoy that like i said although i didn't enjoy being on the side of a mountain when it was uh yeah uh, 
<laughs> the middle of a storm. It was, um, I enjoyed the feeling of completing it, but Excellent. yeah. Brilliant. Well, listen, it's been great hearing about your dream gym, Dave. Um, the, the, the boxes and the, the variety that you've got in there. Yeah. No, um, sounds, sounds like a great club. Um, and on the, on the outskirts of Manchester, oh, I always like coming out to Manchester. So I look forward to visiting it sometime in the future. Hopefully one day, hopefully one day, Guy. And then, again, like I said, right at the top, thanks for inviting me on. I really appreciate to uh, appreciate chatting to you. Yeah, not at all. If people want to reach out to you, LinkedIn, I guess, is the best place to, to connect and uh, find find out more about Dave's, um, Dave's, Dave, Dave's career and all the things I mentioned at the start. Yeah, probably. I'm, uh, I'm not very good at multitasking, so I can't hand, handle multiple social media platforms. So LinkedIn will be the, uh, be the one that I go to. That's cool. Or or find you in person at, at at one of the many fitness industry events. You're usually there. Yeah, yeah. I'll be the one propping up the bear. Excellent. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks again for joining us, Dave. I'll see you soon. Nice one. Hi, just popping back in here with some thank yous and details of our next guest. Firstly, a big thanks to you for listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, And thanks again to Dave for his time and for sharing his thoughts on his dream gym. Great to hear about his triathlon training um, and his functional strength recovery areas, catering for lots of people. Of course, the cafe and bar in his dream gym as well. Um, A couple of favours before we go, please help us on The Collective by liking and subscribing to the podcast, and if you can, also share and review the podcast to help it grow. And if you know anyone who would like to get involved, either as a guest or as a supporter, please get in touch on the socials or email me, guy at ggfit.com. Next week, episode three, series three, is time for our UK Active guest this series. Um, And it's actually Dave Alstead's successor at UK Active, the new client services manager, Danny Melling, who is also, bizarrely, the cousin of one of my podcast heroes, Sean Keaveney. So look forward to finding that episode in your podcast stream next Tuesday. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you soon.